like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. One of the stations that carries Song of the Soul is KLOI off the coast of Washington State, a place called Lopez Island. And I feel like I've made some very good friends there, even though most I haven't met face to face. And they do what I hope listeners all across the nation will do. And they contact me with local musicians and activists so I can feature locally relevant guests on my show. Sue DeMond of Lopez Island did just that, introducing me to Jim Page of Seattle, a locally renowned musician with some 23 records under his belt. Jim was the primary force pulling to legalize street performing and busking throughout Seattle and one of the founders of Pike Market Performers Guild and a singer whose music delivers a direct hit to the heart. Jim Page joins us by phone from Seattle, Washington. Jim, I'm so pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. I'm just really fortunate to connect with you because you know your way over there in Seattle. I'm here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and we haven't crossed paths ever. Is that because you don't go traveling across the country like a wandering minstrel anymore? Probably. I used to I was on the road for a long time. You know, I mean, I started doing this when I was 15. There was a period of time where I was I was never home. I mean, I literally lived out of a suitcase, and I didn't feel right unless I had a suitcase nearby that was full of rocks or something that was heavy to make me feel like I was either going somewhere or had just come back from somewhere, right? And I got to the point 20 years ago or something where I just didn't want to do that anymore, and I just kind of sat down, and it's here in Seattle where I've lived since 71. I built myself a circuit up and down the coast, and I'd go over to Ireland from time to time because I lived in Ireland for, you know, three years way back in the early 80s. So I'd do that, and I'd play on the coast. Now I'm starting to go out more again. It's like, now, okay, I want to do it. I just don't want to do it like I did it before because it was exhausting. I'm from California originally, born in Palo Alto, raised in Cupertino, which was a little addendum to San Jose in the lower Bay Area there. I hitchhiked to New York City in 1970. Great place, fabulous place. Lived there for a year. See, my dad was a NASA engineer. My mom was a school secretary. I had one brother. And I I wanted to get dirty. Everything was very clean. Everything was very straight. Everything shined. And I wanted to have things happen to me that were kind of dangerous. And I wanted to get dirty. And I wanted to have life come and kick me in the face. And so... I hitchhiked to New York with a friend of mine. New Year's Day was all very symbolic. 
wound up coming into the city, dropped off in Brooklyn, I think it was, or the Bronx, I can't remember, but a real kind of bombed out neighborhood, you know, with old cars and shuttered windows and stuff, you know, right in the middle of this street in the afternoon in January. So there's like a foot and a half of snow everywhere and like 35 cents. It was just what I wanted, you know, and then I, I, <laughs> I wound I lived in elevator shafts, I lived in rooftops, I played everywhere, absolutely everywhere, and then I, I met some people from Seattle. They were going home. This was like December that year. They were going back to Seattle. I'd never been to Seattle. It sounded great. Good, let's go to Seattle. So I, I wound up in Seattle, where I am now, and I fell in love with the place, and I've been here basically ever since, although I travel and I, you know, move around a little bit, but pretty much this has been it. You know, I love it. And while you were traveling, were you doing the folk music thing the whole time, busking or otherwise? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like the stage is where you play. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're on a uh, physical stage or not. You still have to command attention. You still have to sing to people. You still have to communicate. If you don't communicate on an opera house, they, they won't have you back. Your career goes down the tube. So you have to do it in both places. And to me, singing on a street corner somewhere has been very instructive and very fulfilling in a lot of ways it puts the art right out where it in many ways is needed most which is amongst people that can't afford to go to opera houses you know which is kind of right out there you learn to sing loud you develop a tough skin the music becomes very conversational because someone's going to stop there i remember after september 11th now this would this would never happen in an opera house it wouldn't happen in a in a club it might happen in a club but it was very interesting the way it did happen. After September 11th, I wrote a song called My American Name. And it was about the American response to the terror attacks. Basically, the idea was, I know what you're going to do. You couldn't wait to get your armies going and your guns and your bombs. I'm not going to let you do it in my American name. I'd just written it. I was on the sidewalk in the Pike Place Market. And I was singing that song, and I suddenly noticed this guy standing about three feet away, somewhere around my age, maybe a little bit younger. I couldn't, I can't remember exactly, but he was like burning into me, his eyes. He was just burning into me, and I'm starting to get that feeling and say, okay, where do I go? He's going to attack me. Where do I go? I've got to finish the song, but once I do, how do I get out of here? Do I hit him with the guitar? I'm having all these feelings, right? How do I defend myself? I finish the song, and he says, that was effing brilliant. <laughs> and then he left. And then he came back later with a friend of his and wanted me to, and it turned out he was a school teacher down in Oregon, high school. And he had me come down and do four shows in one day, and I had to do that song every single show. But that sort of thing, you know, I mean, here was a complete stranger who had no idea who I was, would never have gone to see me because he didn't know who I was, didn't care, and he just came by. So that's an important thing to be able to do. Well, and you were one of the founders of the Pike Place Market Performers Guild. Describe that. Well, it doesn't really exist anymore except as an idea. Pike Place Market is a part of Seattle right downtown, which is historical, you know, and it's, it's got a lot of craft vendors and little shops and stuff. And it's got places that are set aside for buskers. A busker is a street performer. It could be a juggler. It could be a clown. It could be a, a magician. And it could be a musician. So I've been doing outdoor stuff for a long time and, you know, all over the place, mostly in the West here. 
but I was playing down there a lot in those days, those days being the early 90s. And one day, myself and artist The Spoon Man, who is famous through a Soundgarden song, Soundgarden being a grunge rock band, and a guy named Jim Hind, who was a Vietnam veteran who was down there singing, we all looked at each other because we were having... There were arguments and stuff going along with some of the performers down there. It was getting very difficult to make things work smoothly. So we decided, let's make a guild, okay? That My idea was that people would be able to be friends. They could get together. They could get to know each other, and, you know, they would stop all the bickering. Artists had always wanted to do a busker festival. So we started this guild. You know, we had like 100 people at the first meeting or something. It was huge. Then the numbers went down when you started to say, okay, there will be dues, there will be this, that, and the other. But the first thing we did was do a festival. And that thing went on for 10 years, and it was the only, to my knowledge anyway, busker festival, which was organized and run entirely by the buskers themselves. Nobody from the outside. Okay, we got all the talent, we booked the stages, we ran the stages, we got the sound gear, we did all that. It was a great thing. Why don't we do that song, that Jim's song? And this is Jim Hind that you just mentioned? Jim Hind, yes. See, me and artist and Jim Hind made this decision. Now, now Jim, this is very important. What music can do, okay, it's the song of the soul. The soul is what, if you don't enrich it, it can shrivel. And then when it shrivels, you know, you can shrivel too. Jim was a Vietnam veteran, and he showed up in Seattle, drunk and disorderly, and with a number of bad habits, on a freight train along about 1974. And it lived on the street and in the mission downtown Seattle and hung out and drank all day. And he fell in love with the town. He just fell in love with it. But he knew he couldn't be here like that. So he made a vow with himself to leave and to come back sober and to straighten himself out. And he did that. And he also came back married and with two children. And they were managing this apartment building so they could afford the rent in Seattle. And I met Jim at an open mic. He was straight as an arrow. He was doing Puff the Magic Dragon and stuff like that. Short hair, little mustache. You know, and here I am doing what I do. And he was very friendly. He just started coming on to me really friendly and stuff. And they had me over for dinner one time. And we had pancakes made with water because that was all the food they had in the house. Ah. And I just didn't know what to do with that. So I hope these people have nothing. Two kids managing an apartment, pancakes made with water, and they invite me over. And Jim started asking me, he says, I want to be a folk singer. I want to write songs and sing them. What, how do I do that? He had a guitar and he could sing, you know, and he could play, but, he, you know, he was really rudimentary. So I, I told him to go get a permit because you have to have a permit at the Pike Place Market. The city of Seattle is open. You can play anywhere, but the market is a special thing. I told him to go get a permit and go down there and play and practice because you can write a song tonight and go play it tomorrow. And he asked his wife, is it okay if I do that? And she said, whatever you want, you go ahead. So he did. He went down and did that, and he played there seven days a week for 20 years. For 20 years he did that, seven days a week, and his hair got longer, and he got a little earring, and he grew a big beard, and his songs got better and better and better, and he became a force to be reckoned with. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. He put his kids through school. They paid the rent. She got a job down there, too, as an agent for one of the crafters. Okay, so they were both down there, and he was down there every day. And it's an amazing story. It's amazing what he did because he used that venue 
and that avenue for his thought, for his soul, for his life, for their life to save themselves and to get ahead and do something in the world and to reach a lot of people. So it was an amazing thing. So when Jim died, 400 people came at least. They blocked off the street and they had this memorial for him, a whole bunch of people out there. You know, and I sang a couple of his songs and I talked about him, you know, and other people talked. He was a big deal. A lot of people saw that man. A lot of people liked him. And I knew I was going to write a song, but I couldn't do it right away. I had to wait. Five, six years went by, seven years, whatever it was. The song's only about a year old now, so I guess nine years if he died ten years ago. Whatever it was. I had to narrow it down to what was the through line of the important thing to say. And for me, the through line of the important thing to say is how he used busking to save himself. How he got those ideas and those knots in his head out into the world by doing that. So that when you go down, when anybody goes out and walks around, you see somebody singing on a street corner somewhere, stop for a second and realize that you don't know who they are, you don't know what their history is. A lot of people think they're just bums or they're just panhandlers, but you don't know. They could be putting their kids through school. They could be veterans because you just don't know. So that's why it was really important to me to write that song because it speaks to me and it speaks to anybody that's been through something has been through something and wants to take care of their demons, take care of their knowledge, connect with the world. It's a big, deep, rich thing that he did. And the hymn he's referring to is Jim Hind, but we're speaking with Jim Page, sharing his song of the soul. This is his song, Jim's song, from his latest album. First time he came to Seattle, he was riding in a boxcar. He was a little bit disheveled, he didn't even have his guitar. Vietnam was in the mirror He was trying to make it fade Just another lost soul In life's forlorn parade Next time he came to town He was wearing a clean pair of pants and He was not alone this time For life had taken quite a chance He had a wife and family Children, one and two They were gonna make a go of it That's what they were gonna do And the wheel goes round and round The sun goes up and down And you'll know when it's time To settle down So he wore his best dress And he showed it to work on time And she got the kids to school And they saved up every dime they had pancakes with water for supper and cigarettes for tea. Life was good, just the way it ought to be. Yeah, but still there was that edge that just would not blunt. His tongue could be a razor, whether he wanted it to or not. They say the truth will set you free, but it'll also get you fired. And that's when he got in. And the wheel goes round and round The sun goes up and down And you'll know when it's time To settle down So he took his guitar and he went downtown He started to sing And autumn turned into winter Winter turned into spring 
voice got stronger and the songs began to soar And he found what he was looking for And he sang about politics and he sang about love And there was nothing so low down The song Good Night Rides Above And he sang to make you laugh And he sang to make you cry And he sang because the song Could not tell a lie And the wheel goes round and round The sun goes up and down And you'll know when it's time To settle down One day America went to war against Iraq And every nightmare he ever had came back For every veteran of every foreign war There just was no sleeping anymore And when the streets filled up with people he was out there too He did everything he could think of to do Sometimes he even thought he could stop it with a song If he could just get everybody to sing along Yeah, but history is a cannonball that just keeps rolling And you can't unring that bell when that bell starts tolling And there's only so much that anyone can take We just didn't know how hard his heart would actually break And the wheel goes round Sun goes up and down, and you'll know it's time to settle down. He came a long way from that dirty box car to a wife and a family and a song and a guitar. From an anonymous shadow on a downtown street. Being somebody that almost anybody would want to meet And somebody said And it's a word to the wise You can mourn if you have to But you better organize Sharpen up your tongue to come out swinging Cause you never know When you might have to start singing Sun goes up and down And you'll know when it's time To settle down Yes, the world goes round, round Sun goes up and down And you'll know when it's time To settle down You'll find that on Jim Page's latest recording, A Handful of Songs. 
Jim's website is jimpage.net. You don't want to go to the .com or else you'll end up buying some real estate or something. So (laughs) if you're interested in music, jimpage.net. And the song we just heard, Jim's song, is for his friend, another musician in the Pike Place Market (laughs) in Seattle. Jim Hind is the Jim of that Jim's song. Again, busking as a form of cure for PTSD, for getting the health back. And it's so cool that his wife said, yeah, let's go for it, do this. It's it's really good to have a partner who knows what you need to heal yourself. Right. No, she had, had a great relationship. You know, they're wonderful people and a wonderful family. And I should throw in here just, I guess, to fill out the picture that I'm actually the guy that legalized busking in Seattle in general. The Pike Place Market was always a special area, but you needed a permit. And when I got to town, any place outside of the market, you could get arrested, actually arrested and put in the joint in jail for singing on the street. And I was threatened with that. And I went down and talked to some people at City Hall. I went to the mayor's office, blah, blah, blah. And we, we started, I got, I got support, radio support, newspaper report, city council support. And um, we worked on it for about four months or five months or whatever it was. And had an open city council hearing. People came and showed up. I wrote a special song for it. It was 1974 and it was Watergate. So the song I wrote, you know, it wasn't very good. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, was called Now's the Time for Talking, okay? And my idea was that Watergate is like secrets, keeping secrets and how secrets can... And so we need more talking, not less. And street singing, which is what I was doing, was public talking. It's like being the town crier. So the whole idea of what I was doing, of the song, and the reason I was doing it was to open up the streets so that we could all go out there. I thought you might choose as your theme of the song, you know, I am not a crook. Don't arrest me for singing in public. I don't right. know. <laughs> right. I'm not a crook. Yeah, that would be a good one, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you didn't have me as a resource back then, but now that you're here for Song of the Soul, let's share some more music. We had to keep going, and there's a whole lot of music. I understand you have something like 23 records out on CD Baby and Bandcamp. We can find about nine of them. Your latest one, I don't know if that's on CD Baby or not. It's not on CD Baby yet, but it's on Bandcamp. And these things are also digitally available all over the place. I mean, I kind of ran out of steam putting all the stuff up on Bandcamp. But you can go like iTunes and stuff, and you can go all the way back. My first record was called A Shot of the Usual, and that's a song. And then you can find all of those things out there in various different places. Just start searching there on iTunes and whatever else. I don't know. There's a million... It's, it's, it's an amazing world out there, man. We used to make records and carry them around and hope they didn't get bent. And now you can carry your entire catalog on a thumb drive. It's insane. <laughs> you know, it, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So let's share some more of that fine music. And again, I think everything you're going to share today is from your latest release, A Handful of Songs. What's next? Right, it is. Well, this is a song called Questions and Answers. It's two songs in one, basically. It's a love song. It's a song about, you know, waking up to the realization that you've been with the same person for 25 years, and damn, it's good. You know, I like it. And also, it's based on the idea, uh, everybody knows about the fear of being wrong. You know, no one wants to be wrong. But there's another one, which is the fear of being right. 
you know, it's like, if I have the right answer, that's going to make someone else have the wrong answer, and that's going to make me look pompous or something. It's, it's a difficult thing to deal with. It occurred to me one day that it's okay. It's okay to be right. It's also okay to be wrong. Because once the answer is found for whatever question, doesn't matter what the question is, you find the answer, the question now disappears, and a new one takes its place. Well, the chorus of the song is, are there any answers? Yes, there are answers. But when you find the answers, all the questions change. It's kind of about the fluidity and the unpredictability of the world. It's almost like a quantum leap sort of a thing, you know? What's that uncertainty? Is it the world or is it uh, relationships with your wife and so on? (laughs) Like I say, it's two things in one. It's the world, the uncertainty of it. It's about how you need to go get the right answer. Don't worry about it because once you get the right answer, there's a new question. No answer stays right forever. It doesn't because you'll have a new question. You find out what's wrong with the car, now the question is, how do I fix it? And once you find out how how do I fix it, the question is, how do I pay for it and all that kind of stuff so go ahead and find the right answer and by god it's nice to be with somebody you know it's a love song it's a love song and it's a song about questions maybe a love conundrum a love conundrum that'd be a good coffee house wouldn't it it would be but the song is by jim page and it's questions and answers And all that you recall Is that it felt so real If it was even a dream at all And your lover and companion Still asleep inside her own one Maybe the same one You just woke up from You just woke up from And are there any answers? Yes, there are answers But when you find the answers And all questions change At all. Like why they don't fly off the planet and why the sky doesn't fall. And they have the right to ask, of course, and someone will reply. For each and every answer, there's a question standing by. A question standing by. And are there any answers? Yes, there are answers. But when you find the answers, all questions change. Like I question your intentions as you step into the fire It's all open to investigation, nothing is secure We may invest in our predictions, oh, but how can we be sure? How can we be sure? Oh, I asked you what your name Like movies, would you like to see one now? And you said, Why don't we go walking? We'll find a way somehow. And our walking went for miles and a mile's not for days through all the contradictions of a million different ways until we reach that destination where the distance disappears. And we are still together after all these years. After all these years, and are there any answers? Yes, there are answers. Oh, the questions change. 
Jim Page is our guest here today for Song of the Soul. That was his song, Questions and Answers, from his latest release, A Handful of Songs. Jim Page is over in Seattle area, has been there for a long, long time, even though he's California <laughs> born and raised. And he's here as our guest today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, northernspiritradio.org, where there's all kinds of links to our folks. So when you want to get to Jim Page, which is jimpage.net, you know, you go to jimpage.com and you find out that you're trying to buy real estate. Come back to northernspiritradio.org and find out the real place to track down Jim Page. The link for him and all the other guests from our past 12 years are on northernspiritradio.org and a lot of more information, song lists, etc. And there's a place to post comments, which makes our communication two-way. So post a comment when you visit. There's a place to donate. This is full-time work. Your support is how it happens. It's not by government funding. It's not by corporations putting in money. It's because you you the listener because we believe in community radio and your community radio is the place you should start by supporting you got a good community radio there in seattle oh yeah kbcs they're actually in bellevue which is just outside of seattle at a community college out there we got several of them up in ever there's one called kser yeah down in olympia there's chaos and these programs, Northern Spirit Radio programs, Song and Soul and Spirit in Action, have been on those stations and Good. many other stations across the nation. So start by supporting your community radio station. Invaluable, as I'm sure Jim Page can tell you. We are speaking with Jim Page from Seattle or living in Seattle since 1970 or so uh, with six years in Europe, a year over in New York. I mean, he, he's he been around a little bit, but somehow he's found the perfect home there and Pike Place market is a place that you do want to visit. I've been there a few times myself when I've made it to that area of the country. We did just listen to his song, Questions and Answers, and now I've got more questions for you, so let's continue down the path. One thing that I was wondering about, I mean, you know, as you said, Questions and Answers is both about the way that the questions keep, it's a moving target, right? But also about love and finding out that you're so damn happy with a relationship 25 years in, which uh, my wife and I have been officially married 23 years. And I know what it's like to be happy to be where I've arrived. Uh, But folk music, what I get from you is that there's always a strong political element. That's always been a big part of it. You've got a message to get out there. And my experience of folk music is that the very heavy, large percentage of it is what I would call liberal political, which is my orientation, which is why it fits. Is that for you? How many conservative firebrand folk singers do you know? I don't know of any. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. Folk music is, to me, the way I define it is, it's, it's the music that comes from the community and goes back to the community. It isn't removed. It doesn't go to a boardroom somewhere or represent a corporation. And I think that you have the not only the right but the obligation to sing about what you talk about. Okay, and I think a good place to start for someone that wants to would be to get on a bus, ride around, and listen to what people are talking about. See what they're talking about. They're talking about taxes. They're talking about the president. They're talking about the weather. They're talking about their romance. They're talking about drugs. They're talking about, you know, the bus itself. They're talking about, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. All those things. If people are talking about the presidential elections, we should be singing about them. And don't ever let someone come along and tell you to do that. 
So start singing about it. If you don't think you know anything about it, go find out. Just start singing even though you don't know. Someone will come up and correct you or give you their take on it. And it becomes a conversation that you have with the world. And you will meet more people and you'll become educated that way. Folk music is a self-educating art form. At least that's how I look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm from the 60s, right? I was born in 49. Back in my day, every single coffee house that I played in was political. Every single one. None was not. Okay, they were all related to the Underground Railroad and the anti-war movement. All of them, even in maybe some more than others, but all of them. Some of them you'd be playing at and you would watch a guy come in with a real short haircut, shaved head. He'd come in, you know, you'd talk to the, a lot of like, you know, church basement coffee houses, you know, talk to the minister who would take the guy in the back and you wouldn't see him again. They'd come in, you wouldn't see them again. They'd be on the Underground Railroad headed to Canada or whatever. All of them were like that. And even the bars, to a certain extent, were like that, that you'd play in. And everybody I knew played at least four political songs. Anybody that didn't, you kind of stayed away from them because, well, maybe your language wasn't very sophisticated, so you would just say they were square. But really, when you think about it, why weren't they singing about what was happening? Because you were afraid. You had a draft number. You had friends that didn't come back. My graduating class gift to the school, 1967, was a tombstone with names on it. So my question would be, why aren't you singing about my dead friends? That's the real stuff. And I never forgot that, and I never gave up on it, and I never stopped doing it. Every song is not political, but you have to have some in there. And I think it's a very valuable part of the art form. There's a song that I sent you that you've got there called Collateral Damage. I want to talk about that for a minute. Do you mind? No, I don't mind. This is your song of the soul, Jim, and I I want you to lead me, so go for it. (laughs) Yes, that was a rhetorical question. Collateral Damage is what they call dead civilians. And it's, it, to me, it's a really chilling, dehumanizing, semantical trick that they played on us. I first heard the phrase used during the first Gulf War in 1991, I think it was. I focused in on the word collateral because the only definition I knew of that, the only use I knew of it, was in relationship to a pawn shop, right? I can't pay the rent. I bring my guitar. The guitar is collateral for a loan. If they don't get the money back, they take the guitar. That's the only way I knew the word being used. So what I heard them saying was, we go out after soldiers, but if we can't find soldiers, civilians will do. That's what I heard them saying, and it was chilling. You know, it was mechanistic. It was chilling. And then 2003, shock and awe, the second one happens, the big one, you know, they're using that term again, and I suddenly focused in on the second word, damage, because as a guitar player that travels Every other guitar player that travels will know what I'm talking about. Your guitar gets damaged, man. You know, it comes out of baggage, it's cracked. The strap slips off the end, it falls on the floor in the radio station. You know, and it gets cracked. You go on a play anyway, but when you're done, you got to go to the luthier to get it fixed because it's damaged. Okay? These people aren't damaged. They're dead. Okay? They're not collateral, and they're not damaged. They are human beings, and they're dead. So I got really focused on that, and I I wanted to write something that would correct the record. And what I did was, as a form, I took the Woody Guthrie song, Deportees. Deportees. All they will call you will be Deportees. Exactly. Deportees is a brilliant, great, monumental song. That guy was amazing. In his song, he says, you won't have a name when you ride the big airplane. All they will call you will be 
deportees. I changed it so that it says you won't have a name when they fly the big airplanes. Collateral damage is all you will be. So I used the form and the idea. I did not use the melody. I've done that with three different Woody Guthrie songs. There's also a Dylan song that I did it with on the record. Use the idea. Masters okay, of War, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I call it Masters of Lies. I don't, use the, I don't use the melody. I don't use anything else, but I use the idea. So that's what that song is. I got to say some really good, really good lines, you know. It's caught like a, a bone in humanity's throat is a really good line toward the end. Anyway, I'll get out of your way for the song. I think it's a good one. We'll go right into it. Here it is, Collateral Damage by Jim Page. You loved your sweet country for all of your life Like your mother and father before you And the land runs deep, so deep in your blood Your flesh and your bone and your sinews Descendants and ancestors deep as it goes A relative circle as far as your eye They can all be undone in the flash of an instant Mechanical thunder that bruises the sky Bruises the sky Goodbye to my relatives all of my life Never again will I see You won't have a name when they fly the big airplanes Collateral damage is all you'll be All you'll be From a faraway place With a language strange They come with their angry machines And the clouds are in a metal that hurts when it falls And it shatters the ground, making everything scream And the children run crippled, the old people hide The babies are caught in the rubble debris But the strangers don't know you, you're only a number Underreported on color TV Color TV Goodbye to my relatives all of my life Won't have a name when they fly the big airplanes. Collateral damage is all you'll be, all you'll be. A mother is more than a number to a baby. Now it has to grow up on its own And a grandfather blinded and crippled at his age Is more than just a statistical drone All of these people are human And humans are more than a footnote This cynical language of killing is killing us Cut like a bone in humanity's throat Humanity's throat Goodbye to my relatives All of my life Never again will I see You won't have a name When they fly the big airplanes Collateral damage Is all you'll be All you'll be 
whenever you see a ghost in the lonely wind blowing like shrapnel, the sound of the rain, and it's speaking a language you don't understand, but you know what it means just the same. There's no time for innocence, all of that's over now. Don't say that you didn't know. When they come to collect for the damages owed, the collateral may be your own. Maybe your own. Goodbye to my relatives all of my life. Never again will I see. You won't have a name when they fly the big airplanes. Collateral damage is all you'll be, all you'll be. Powerful song by Jim Page, his website, jimpage.net. Of course, the links on nordenspiritradio.org. If you have any questions, come via us, and you'll find out more about his music, his latest release, A Handful of Songs, and we just heard Collateral Damage, which is from that. Some really wonderful music in there. The picking interludes are evocative for me, too, Jim, as well as the lyrics. I mean, I... So much of our current world is couched in euphemisms. I don't even like to say bathroom or restrooms because I'm not going there to either bathe or rest. I'm going there to pass the stuff through, you know, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> I know. You, you mentioned the music, and I, I want to mention the music on this record. The music on this record is really, really good. I used people that I've known for a long time, with the exception of Barry Celeste, who I've only known for a year or so a really good guitar player from California who just luck would have it happen to be up here. He's doing the guitar on uh, the second guitar on Collateral Damage. And the guy who's playing the dobro is Orville Johnson, whom I've played with for, I don't know, gosh, 30 years. And he's a master. He's just ridiculously good. And he also plays the, on Jim's song, he plays the acoustic guitar. He plays everything on Jim's song except the rhythm guitar and, and the singing, of course. He, and there's a bass player named Mark Ettinger who plays bass on Collateral Damage and on Questions and Answers. And the fiddle player on Questions and Answers is a guy named John Perry, who is this wonderfully strange, amazing, I don't know how to describe him, New Orleans old-timey or something, fiddle player who lives in Port Townsend, not far from Seattle. This last song, I wanted to get as much ensemble as I could. Yeah, I mean, I love live recordings, but if it's, if it's a gig and there's a train wreck, something that you actually can't live with, you're kind of screwed. You can't do it again. But if, it's, if you play ensemble in the studio, maybe even have an audience there, it doesn't matter, but ensemble in the studio, then if there's a train wreck, you can do the whole thing again. But you get lucky sometimes. And this song, this last one, it's called Put It Down. And it was recorded ensemble, and this is the first take. First take. Yeah, and the engineer said you got to come and listen to this. This is it's awesome. It's really, really good. It's amazing. A little background is I've got friends in San Francisco who have an old house, and I stay in it sometimes, and there's a window that looks out over the street, and I can see the ocean about a mile and a half away. And I sit there in the window, and I'll have my little computer on a little recording program, 
and I'll kind of mess around with grooves, see if I get something cool and kind of start singing over it. There's no one around, so I can sing stupid stuff until something clicks, whatever. It's in a kind of a working-class neighborhood, and there's a park up on the top of the hill that used to be a problem, and everybody's got locks on their doors and stuff, and some people have fences around their yards. And, you know, I just started singing about this, about the fences and the locks, you know, the way that we live and the police sirens and stuff. And I found myself singing about how we tend to duke it out, you know, when we don't need to. We tend to go for the hard stuff when we don't really need to. What we really should do is put that down, that gun, that club, that fist, that argument, that that shouting, put it down. We don't need to do that because this was before the election. What's-his-name hadn't even been elected yet, but it was on the horizon. But global warming was already going. All this stuff was already going. And you could tell that it was going to get worse before it got better, but it could get better. That was on the table also. So I'm saying this, and I'm making it up as I go along, and I'm listening to what I'm saying, and I'm making sense out of it, and I find myself throwing into the chorus there, we have a lot to do, we don't have a lot of time. In other words, we don't have time for this, for these fists and these clubs and these guns. We don't have time for it. Let's not duke it out. Let's argue. Let's talk. Let's argue. Put those things down because we have a lot to do. We don't have a lot of time. And when I get in and show it to Mark... He mirrors that bass figure on the bass, you know, and he's going there. And so I, I show it to Orville Dobro, and I show it to Grant Harmonica, and we sit down and we play. And it's just, it's ensemble, and it's like, and it's so, it just clicked. It just absolutely worked. And I love it. It's not, it's not an in-your-face political song. It's not a this song. It's not a that song. It's an observation song. It's a song about, it's a song that you just sing because that's what you see. So I like to end with that because if we're going to get anywhere with all the stuff that's on the plate, if we're going to survive this period that we're in, this humanity that we are, we have to stop taking out our differences and our, our struggles physically. We have to stop going for that gun, going for that trigger we have to step back and we have to talk. You know, what's-his-name has to talk to what's-his-name. You know, this country has to talk to that That's what the UN is for. We have to go in there and we have to talk. I think it's a good song to, if not end with, at least kind of put in at this particular period because you've got all those ideas out there. Now let's see if we can do something about it. Well, I do hope to have you back, Jim, so that this won't be the end, but for today... You know, we've got a lot of music to share, and we don't have a lot of time <laughs> to echo a certain song that we're about to listen to. Uh, folks, again, we've been speaking with Jim Page. You'll find him in the Seattle area, and you'll also find him online at jimpage.net. There's some 23 records that he's put out. You can find at least nine of them online, and that's only scraping the surface. So you really just want to sit down with him one of these days. I hope to have you back soon, Jim. Again, this song is Put It Down. Thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Here is Put It Down by Jim Page. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Here's Jim Page, Put It Down. We all live behind fences. 
all lock our doors Nobody trusts anybody else They don't know what they're trusting them for Everybody's got troubles Bad news on the wire Somebody did something to somebody else Set the whole place on fire Put it down Only bringing you bad dreams Think about the good dreams You're leaving behind Let it go Try to find a better rhyme We got a lot to do We don't have a lot of time I hear my neighbors They fight all the time They scream and they argue And they're crossing that line Overcome tomorrow morning I know just what I'll see Walking around like nothing happened Just like you and me Put it down Only bringing you bad dreams Think about the good dreams You're leaving behind Let it go Try to find a better rhyme We got a lot to do We don't have a lot of time By the park bench I watch the children play Kind of remind me of myself Back in my childhood days Oh, and the rules that we played by Made enemies of our friends Yeah, we're older now And we no longer pretend Put it down Only bringing you bad dreams Think about the good dreams You're hoping to find Let it go Try to find a better rhyme We got a lot to do We don't have a lot of time Some roads to travel, so much distance between friends. Oh, but if it means that much to you, to mean this much to me, then maybe we can make it. I know we can make it. 
we both keep trying to see, put it down. Don't only bring in your bad dreams, think about the good dreams. Try to find a better rhyme. We got a lot to do. We don't have a lot of time. Let it go. Try to find a better rhyme. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy That in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song